Welcome to the truth about network marketing. Are you ready? And welcome back to the truth about network marketing. This is Coach Miguel right here, your host. And you are listening to episode number nine. Today we're going to be talking about stop chasing your family and friends, baby. Stop chasing your family and friends. That's actually the title. I couldn't come up with anything better, so I just thought, let's just get to the point right here, right? You know, that this is the hard, cold truth. Let's just get to it. Let's get to the point. Let's not BS around. This is, there's no uh, hype into this podcast. I hate the hype. I really do. I really do. Just because I was hyped into network marketing, I was told that it was going to be easy. I was told that it was going to be, all I had to do was make a list of family and friends and everyone that I knew. All I had to do was send them a message. All I had to do was share the product or share the opportunity. All I had to do was get two people that would get two people that would get two people that would get two people. I was told that I was going to be a millionaire here within the next five years. I was told and promised so many things. I don't know about you. But I was told that, and it didn't work, <laughs> you know? So uh, there is no such thing as hype in this podcast. I want to keep it real. Uh, many of the things that I'm going to talk about here, you're probably not going to like. I just want to be honest and upfront. I've been telling you this since uh, uh, podcast number one, I mean, episode number one of the podcast. So I've been saying this, and I'm going to keep repeating it again. There is no such thing as hype, and you're probably not going to like the things that I say, but I'm definitely going to keep you real. All right. Um, so today we're talking about stop chasing family and friends. As a, as a matter of fact, that's one of the uh, top reasons network marketers fail. Actually, just yesterday we finished a seven series, seven series of um, what is it? Um, a podcast or episode, whatever you want to call it. It's not a podcast because the podcast didn't finish. It's just the a podcast continues, but it's just seven reasons, seven series, seven reasons why a seven reasons series i guess that i i think that I, what i'm gonna call it the top seven reasons why network marketers fail there's a lot of network marketing uh, network marketers that fail in this industry some of it is our fault most of it is not you know we're hyped into this opportunity we're told it's going to be easy. We're told that you know we don't have to chase anyone. Uh, we're told that we don't have to sell. Big, big lie. Uh, you know we don't know how to be a lead. We don't know how to be leaders. We don't know how to um, uh, how to create a duplicatable system. We don't know how to. You know we're not taught how to create specific goals with specific deadlines. I mean, no one ever told me that I had to make a. You know, I had to create a, a goal. You know, no one ever told me that. You know, I was just told, go chase family and friends. That's it. And I'm like, well, what am I chasing for? I mean, what, you know, what, what's the goal? Wh where am I going? You know, and, and by when? Remember, you have to create specific goals with specific deadlines. That's one of the things that we talked about in the last eight episodes. You know, people aiming too low. That's another problem. People aim way too low. You know, I hear it all the time. Hey, you want to make it extra $500 a month? It's like, dude, shut up, man. Ask people, hey, you want to make an extra $100,000 a month? That would get my attention. That would get me interested. And the reason that is a better strategy is because the people that take, the people that have small goals, smaller goals, are going to have to take smaller actions. The bigger the goal, the bigger the action. Now, let me ask you, who do you want? 
You want people to take little action or do you want people to take massive action? What kind of person do you want in your team? So those are some of the things that we've been talking about in the last eight episodes. Then we're talking about stop chasing family and friends. Um, this is still, and see, this is what's crazy, you know? Like you look at your phone. I want you to look at your phone right now, okay? Look at your phone, look at your cell phone. Look at your cell phone right now. And in your cell phone, you're going to see a big change. So do you remember the first cell phone that you ever got? I remember mine. I don't know about you, but I remember my first cell phone that I ever got. It was back in 2004. I was 14, close to 15 years old. Oh, my God, man. You know, kids nowadays, they have phones when they're like four years old. <laughs> I had my first one, and it was one of those flip phones back in 2003, 2004, I think. I had my very first cell phone, and then the Blackberries came up, and then some other crap came up. You know, you probably, I don't know what you have right now. What do you have right now? You have an iPhone, the latest iPhone version. You know, I have a Galaxy. I'm a Galaxy guy, okay? I'm a Galaxy guy. So I have a Galaxy Samsung. What is this damn thing? Let me see. Uh, let me see what is settings, I guess. This is this is the latest one. Whatever the, the latest Samsung. Never mind. I actually, I think, you know what's funny? I bought the phone. And then I literally, next week, I hear that there's a new one. So this is the Galaxy S20 Ultra 5G. And I heard that the 20, the, the 21, the S21 Ultra 5G was coming up. I don't know if it already came out or not, but anyway. Um, you know, you look at your phones from way, way back in the days. I'm talking about 2003, 2004. And you look at the phone that you have right now. How different does it look? Do you remember back in the days when you had to like call only like after 8 p.m. so that you can get free minutes? You know, now we get unlimited free uh, unlimited minutes, you know, or you could only text certain amount of uh, text messages. I think you had like a limit. Uh, you know, Internet was freaking slow. You know, like you remember that you remember those days. Well, look at your phone now. Look at your phone now. It's changed. It's evolved. It's gotten better. You know, look at the houses from back then. Look at the houses now. Look at the cars back then. What was your first car ever? Mine was, what was it? Oh my goodness. Mine was a 1999. Uh, and I got that car in 2007, my senior year in high school. And I was like, I thought I was rich, by the way. I thought I was rich. <laughs> I, I, really, I really did think that I was rich. Just because I've never had a car, like not even my parents had a car, you know, back in Peru. Like, you know, we never owned a house or a car. So the fact that I had a car was like, man, that's amazing. Like, wow, I thought it was rich. It was 1999. Man, it was a four-door. And it was funny because anytime that I would get a lot of people in the car, like I would, you know, I would take it to school every now and then. And I would get my friends, so it would be four people inside the car. You know, I guess because of the weight, the car... You know, anytime that I would go from like 20 to like 30 miles per hour, like it would make this sound as if it's like racing, like, vroom. but, uh, but I wasn't, <laughs> I was just going to like 30 miles. Uh, what was it? You think, oh my God, I forgot. It was a 1999. Jesus, what was the damn car that I had? 
I forgot. I forgot. I'm not gonna stay here and, and, and spend hours. Maybe I am. Damn it. I hate it when, you know, don't you hate it when you have something like in the, the tip of your tongue and you just, you know, like you, you, wanna, you wanna get it out, but you can't, but you know it's right there. Let me see, what is it? Uh, oh my God. Uh, I have it right here. Oh my goodness. Anyway, it was a, it was a four door. It was a four door. And, you know, I thought that I was, I, I, I thought I was a shit, right? So, but your car evolved. Your cell phone evolved. Things have evolved. Fashion has evolved. Many things have evolved. Let me ask you, why has network marketing freaking not evolved? You were chasing family and friends back then. Why are you not evolving? It's not 1990 no mo. My wife hates it when I talk like that. <laughs> She's like, dude, don't, don't talk like that. <laughs> It isn't. It is not 1990 anymore. It is not. Why are you still chasing family and friends? By the way, I did have somebody that made a great argument against what I, uh, the question that I just asked. I said, stop chasing, not, not a question, but more of a statement. I said, stop chasing your family and friends. And he had a very great argument. And since that day, by the way, I decided, you know what? You're actually right. So let me change my question. So let me tell you first what he said. I told him, hey, stop chasing family and friends. He said this. He said, but coach, I get a quick question. If I see a business opportunity that I think is life-changing, that I could potentially change a lot of people's lives, why would I not want to share that opportunity with the people that I love the most, which is my family and friends? And I was like, oh, great question. Good. And then that's when I kind of like, oh, like you're right. Like, you know, you want to share with your family and friends, right? You want to share the opportunity with your family and friends. You know, like I get it. Now, let me ask you, once you share that with your family and friends, you share the opportunity, they say yes, or they say no, doesn't matter. But they give you an answer. Let me ask you a question. What next? What happens next? Who else are you gonna talk to? Sure, family and friends, out of the way. Maybe you got one, maybe you got two, maybe you got 10, maybe you got 20, 100, who knows, 200, 1,000 people out of your family and friends, great, good for you. What happens next? Who do you talk to next? I want you to look at the biggest companies, by the way, because, and the reason I do this is because now you have a business, right? You're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, right? And in order for you to grow, you want to look at the biggest companies out there. Who are the biggest companies out there? What are they doing? What works for them? And I really want you to take a look at those companies. And I really want you to ask a question. Well, ask, ask yourself a question. Look at Apple. Do you think that the Apple owner said, you know what? Let me share this product with my family and friends. And that's it. Just my circle. Just my circle. I, I, don't, I don't want anybody else to know. Cold market, uh, you know, the best market or the best marketing is word of mouth. If the best marketing is word of mouth advertising, then why do the biggest companies in the world spend millions and billions of dollars in marketing? Why? What is Apple's ad spend? TV, social media, and everything else in between. 
What about Coca-Cola? What about Nike? Like how much money do these companies spend in marketing? Or are they just, oh, you know, was the owner of that company just like, oh, let you share with the family and friends. That's it. That's how we became Nike. Family and friends. That's it. That's it. Family and friends. Make your list. Make your list of family and friends. And let's share these Nike shoes with our families and friends. That's it. Tesla. Tesla. Tesla said... Elon Musk is like, you know what? Family and friends. I don't want anyone to know my name. I don't want any advertising. I don't want any TV. I don't want any PR. I don't want anything of anything. Everyone stay quiet. And I'm going to share this with my family and friends. Are the biggest companies in the world, is that what they're doing? You know, always talk about the difference between... Uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the 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 warm market and the cold market. You know, everybody everybody says in 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 this industry in, in network marketing. I hear it all over the place. It's like yes, the best marketing is word of mouth. The best advertising is word of mouth advertising. You know, share with your family and friends because they trust you already. My question stands. Great, good for you. What next? What next? You only have certain amount of family and friends. I have a big family. I like to think so. On my on my dad's side of the family, I think it's six, six, seven or eight. <laughs> Jesus, my dad's gonna kill me. Uh, six brothers and sisters, right? Yeah, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, six. On my mom's side, I think it's eight. Yeah, I think it's eight. Got a lot of uncles and aunts, got a lot of cousins, got a lot of family, got a lot of second cousins and, and what's the next? Third cousins, whatever. Got a lot of family. Sure. And I got a lot of friends too, right? I went to high school. I was captain of the soccer team. Good for me. Then I went to San Antonio College. I made some friends. Then I went to University of Texas in San Antonio. I made more friends. I've always been an introvert. So even though a lot of people knew me because of my quote unquote status, you know, being soccer uh, soccer captain and whatever, right? Um, even though people knew me, I never really had a relationship with people. So, uh, you know, there it is. Okay, family and friends, great. Family and friends, you know? Uh, what, what happens next? I only have a limited amount of family and friends. You only know certain amount of family and friends. That's it. Now, some people have advantages. I talked to a, uh, a priest one time, you know, and this is a very famous priest, by the way, in his community. I'm talking about his community. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. He's a priest, very successful, he's good at what he does, he joined network marketing, and then it was easy for him to build a team, because he already has a lot of people going to him, right? He is known in his network. He knows a lot more people than I do, 
He owns a church. A lot of people, hundreds, thousands of people go to that church. So his name, he's very known. Now, let me tell you what his problem was. He came to me and he said, Coach, man, I got like, how many people was it that he had? I think he had like 300 and something people, right? It's like, Coach, I got 300 something people. Here's my problem. I brought them all. Like, no one is duplicating. You know? How do I duplicate? Because people are not putting the work. I'm like, are people not putting the work? Or do you have an advantage over them? You know, you have an advantage. I also spoke with another lady. Uh, she is from, I believe she's from the Ukraine, somewhere in Europe. Okay. My apologies if the Ukraine is not in Europe. I want to apologize in advance. I'm not the smartest person in the world. Let me go ahead and, and not apologize in advance. Let me go ahead and do the research. Ukraine is, I don't even know how to spell Ukraine. U-K-R-A-I-N-E. Um, let me see, where's Ukraine? I think it's the, uh, yeah, Eastern Europe. Awesome. All right, so I got it right. Good, I got it right. So this lady was from the Ukraine, somewhere in Europe, okay? And uh, she's actually a TV personality. She had over, man, she had a lot of people in her business. I think she had over like 5,000 people in her business. She came to me with the same problem, duplication. Like I was able to get all these people because she's on air and she gets a lot. She's got a lot of connections. A lot of people go to her, you know. So her network. I want you to think about this. Her network is a lot richer than mine. I'm not a priest. Thousands of people don't come to my church. I don't have a church. I'm not a TV personality. Right? I don't have a lot of connections. I don't. I don't. So everybody's circle is different. So when the priest comes to me and tells me, hey, man, I just, it's not duplicate. Like it's, it's, it's just not duplicating, right? My, my, my team is not doing the work. And I'm like, is your team not doing the work or do they not have a strategy that's a winning strategy? Are you telling them to chase after their family and friends? Because it might've worked for you because you have a lot of people. But let me ask you, is everybody in your list, is everybody in your team are they all priests with big churches? Like, no, it's a regular mom and pop. Exactly. So they don't have the same network that you have. So they can't duplicate you. You know, it's just sad to hear. Like, go chase after family and friends. Try to get someone in and tell, me, tell them to do the same thing. So you go out there, you chase a thousand people. Everybody tells you no. Most people tell you no. You know, and the more that you keep going back to them, the 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 the, the bigger the percentage that you're gonna stay in in what I call the NFL club, the no friends left club. It's like you bother people so much and so hard, they're like, dude, I don't even want to talk to you anymore because all you want to do is pitch me your little pyramid scheme. Now that now they're pissed off, they don't want to talk to you. They think bad about you, NFL club, no friends left. People try to avoid you. Family members try to avoid you because they know that you're going to do this pitch thing. And by the way, you can still learn strategies on how to sell better, how to present better, how to approach people better so that they don't look at you that way. But my question still stands. My question is still the same question. What's next? Sure, you went through your list of family and friends. What next? 
What's next? What happens next? Who do you talk to next? You can't just rely on family and friends. So that's when somebody, somebody, I don't know who it was, but it was definitely, it was definitely in the uh, 2010s. It was somewhere in the 2010s. Somebody. Ooh, hydration. So good. Let me take another sip real quick. My God, I love water. Mm. So, somebody in the 2010s had the audacity to teach people to go spam on people on social media. You know, so now I see all these people sending Instagram DMs. They don't even introduce themselves. They're like, hey, I got this awesome, amazing opportunity. It's like a billion dollar. Oh my God, let, let, let me read this to you, by the way. This is on LinkedIn. I get this every single day, by the way. You know, so this guy, let me see. I get a message. Uh, it was my birthday uh, last weekend. So I got a lot of messages on LinkedIn from random people that I've never met. <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. It's like, who are you? Um, I guess, thank you for the wishes. So there's a guy here um, that sent me this message. I want to read that to you. There you go. So this guy, look at this. Never met him. Don't know who the hell he is. His name's Fred. He said, how would you like to be even busier? Uh, busier with I am one of the 500k founders of a company that is in pre-launch today. The one thing that is so different about this company is it will promote any products that you would like to promote. In your case, that would be your uh, product, blah, blah, blah. And by using proprietary AI, it would also sell your products for you and sign prospects 24-7, all hands-free. There are 800 software engineers working in our two offices, one in Bangalore, and and the other in Hyderabad, India, working to get this company launched. If you can, I can share this link with you. If no, no worries. Take care. Be safe. Oh, my God. I get this all the damn time. There's another one somewhere here. There is this guy. This other guy, he said, Hey, I hope, by the way, these, these people I've never met, never talked to them. These people didn't even ask me, how are you? Didn't even mention their names. They're straight up a cold heart, stupid pitch. This guy was like, hey, I hope everything's okay and you had a, a great happy birthday. I have, we have mutual connections and being on LinkedIn likely uh, the same for business interests. I'm offering, check this out. I'm offering founders positions for a low one-time payment ending soon, by the way. In a passive, global, multi-billion dollar business that pays you lifetime passive, ever-growing income to advertise your business around the world and can be the uh, and can be run out of home passively important. You don't need your own business. You don't even need your own business. This will benefit everyone worldwide and not just the heavy hitters. The perfect income hedge for professionals, lawyers, doctors, engineers, or retirees, and newbies. Anyone. If you're interested in passive, continuously growing income for a lifetime, let me know. Here's my phone number. Oh my god, dude. I just want to say shit the fuck up. Seriously. So uh, let me ask you a question. How did that message make you feel? 
it, it drives me crazy. I want to. I just want to block the hell out of them. I, I still don't know what I, I'm. It, it makes me think that this is the first time they're doing this, because if they've been doing it for a long time, I know they've been getting a lot of hate. I know that. Because it gets people mad and upset. Like, don't pitch me that that way. Don't just cold pitch me. Like, at least have the decency to introduce yourself. Now, other people do that. You know? People have been taught over the years to, like, hey, introduce yourself, build a relationship. You know, take your time, ask them questions about who they are. You know, and then do the pitch. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it also takes a lot of time. It also takes a lot of energy. So what do I do, coach? What do I do then? You're telling me not to chase my family and friends. You're telling me not to message people. Like, how am I going to reach out to people? I need people. Still a people business. I need to reach out to people somehow. What do I do? This is where attraction marketing on automation comes in. You know, I learned about this strategy back in 2016, and I was going through very similar issues. You know, chasing family and friends and nothing worked. I was back at my parents' house, sleeping on the floor, broken, broken in every single way. I only had 90 cents in my checking account, zero dollars in my savings, and I owed almost $800, $900 on my credit card. It was $850-something that I owed. No income coming in, no job. I quit my job because I was going all in, full, with my, uh, with my business, right? And I was broken, broken in every single way. I still remember the day. And I was lucky enough. You know, they say that when you start working hard, you start getting luckier. So I'm going to say I got lucky, but you know, you know what really happened. I got to work. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this day. I'm going to make the worst day of my life the best day of my life. I'm going to turn things around. That day, I started looking at my bank account. I couldn't believe it. It was a Friday. I think it was June 3rd, 2016. I still remember the day, back at my parents' house. Um, I get a little notification. I look at my computer. I sign in, go to my bank account, and I have 90 cents in my checking account, zero dollars in my savings, and I owed almost $900 on my credit card. And I started crying. I started bawling like a little baby. I couldn't believe the place that I was at. All my friends were engineers because I had just graduated as an electrical engineer. Everybody was engineers except me. Everybody who started buying houses and cars and getting married. I was single, no nothing, no house, back at my parents' house. You know, I, I felt like a freaking loser, right? Like, what am I doing with my life? Um, I was about to go out on a date with this girl that I really liked, and I couldn't even take her out. I had to call her. I had to make up a freaking excuse. Of course, I'm not going to tell her that I don't have money, and I had to cancel the date. And it felt like crap. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn things around. So, you know, they say that when you're rock bottom, I mean, there's no other place that you can go but up. So I knew that I was rock bottom. I just had to figure out exactly, man, how am I going to get the hell out of it, uh, this place? And I know that I have to invest in myself, but I only had 90 cents in my checking account. What do I do? I was lucky enough to um, come across a guy who taught me everything about attraction marketing. It cost me money. It cost me $2,500 to learn from him, how to do it. I had to borrow money. I had to do whatever it takes. So when people say, oh, I don't have the money. Oh, I don't have the time. Oh, I don't have the connections. Bullshit. Let me tell you straight up. Bullshit. One of my employees asked me, coach, are you going to be cussing in, in this podcast? Yes, I am. And not because I'm mad. It's just, damn it, I'm mad sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but it is true. 
It is true. It's bullshit. It is. Sorry, I'm not sorry. You may not have money. It could be true that you don't have money. But you have guts and creativity and persistence. So that's what I had. I was broke. I only had 90 cents in my checking account. I had to go get the money. I went to the banks. I tried to go get a loan. I went to different places. Nothing worked. So I had to go to one of the... Uh, I'm so blessed to have this. At the same time, it was kind of a shame for me to do this. I went to my parents and I asked for $3,000. I borrowed the money, I invested in the course, and the rest is history. Two years later, I had built a seven-figure business. And it was all because of attraction marketing and automation. Stop chasing family and friends. This attraction marketing and automation uh, system, it's an automated system that does three things for you. Number one, it finds hot prospects for you on automation 24-7, 365. You don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to chase family. You don't have to make lists. You don't have to post. You don't have to go live. You don't have to do podcasts. You don't have to write blogs. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to send message. You don't have to text. You don't have to email. You don't have to call. You don't have to do any of that because you have an automated system that is doing the work for you. Then second step is to um, qualify them. So you qualify them on automation. And step number three is, you know, they chase you by scheduling an appointment with you. I started doing that and everything changed for me. I'm going to leave a little link and I'm going to end because it's already 29 minutes. Uh, if you want to check out attraction marketing on automation.com, you might want to go to that website and learn a little bit more about attraction marketing on automation. But we're going to be expanding more on this uh, in future podcasts because I think it's important for people to understand how the system works. But not, remember that it's not just the system. It's not just the, uh, the how-to. It's not just the technology. It's not just the strategy. It's a mindset game as well. And that's exactly why we have this podcast because we want to bring those two things to the table. Number one, the mindset. Having the right mindset. Number two, having the right strategy. For now, this is it. I'm going to close today. We're going to come back tomorrow. For those of you guys watching live, we're going to be back at 5 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Central time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. This is Coach Miguel, your host. You're listening to the truth about network marketing. We keep it real. Keep it real as well. Thank you so much, and I'll see you at the top. Thanks for joining us today on The Truth About Network Marketing. Make sure to visit our website, attractionmarketingonautomation.com, where you can get more information on how to build a massive, duplicatable downline on automation. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. See you at the top.